Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I mean, join. I'm joined by the hardest working and most talented man on the internet, Fabrizio Romano. We got a lot to discuss today, so let's get into it. Keiko Lazzo begins right now. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, Fabrizio. Fab, before we get started, how are you doing? Hey, my friend. All good, all good. Thank you. Ready for the big leagues restarting, the Champions League. So I'm ready. I'm ready, finally. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. And thanks to everybody out there for joining us. Please make sure you comment if anything Fabrizio says gets on your nerves. If you agree with anything Fabrizio says, or if you have a question for the main man himself, please drop it in the comments below and we will try to do our best to get it to him. Let's talk the North London Derby. It's Arsenal Spurs coming up this weekend. Uh, before we get started, you've been breaking news left, right and center talking about players. Let's start with Arsenal. Uh, Florian Balogun, we're hearing obviously things that you've been tweeting, but also the loan deal is going pretty well for him. Yes, he's scoring goals. Uh, he's a starter. He's having what he wanted. And uh, let me say that this loan deal to Reims has been a smart move for all parties involved. Reims wanted him, uh, despite the interest of many English clubs, because many English clubs in the Championship, in the Premier League, were asking about this possibility of a loan for, uh, for Balogun. But he wanted to try something different, not staying in England, uh, trying a new, a new chapter, a new league, a new country, something also on a personal side. And I think it was a great move for, for him. He's scoring goals. He scored also with the under-21 team of, of England. So, so he's doing very well. Arsenal are really happy also because it's a straight loan. It doesn't include any buy options. So the player will be back to Arsenal at the end of the season. Uh, Arsenal are convinced that he could be one for the for the future. And so at the moment, they are really satisfied with him. They are following his uh, his steps, his, his growth. And so this is a situation on Balagun, but Arsenal are, are really happy with him. Are you happy with the way Arsenal are performing? Are you a little bit surprised at how well they've started the season this year, Arsenal? Not surprised, honestly. Not surprised because I have a feeling that they have been really, really smart. But the whole, the whole year, the whole, the whole summer, the whole year, I would say, because it was not easy to react after what happened one year ago, last summer. We still remember the difficult beginning of the season for, for Mikel Arteta in the last Premier League, uh, last Premier League season it was really complicated. But in that moment, the whole club, the board, the director, Edu Gaspar, the whole club uh, decided to go together with the manager, to back the manager, to support the manager. Uh, mm. They were really good also in January when they suffered a big blow with, uh, with Dujan Vlaovic. He was a top target. He decided to go to Juventus and they were not in for a panic buy. They said, OK, let's wait. We want a striker 
uh, our priority target. It's really important position. So they decided to wait and go for Gabriel Jesus at the right moment. So you can see the strategy. You can see the vision at Arsenal. And so I'm not surprised because I have a feeling that into the dressing room, they are creating something special. All the players are really happy with the manager, with the board, with the, the whole team is having a very good moment. It's not just on the pitch. It's also in the dressing room. And so honestly, I'm not surprised. I'm sure that um, Arsenal are just at the beginning of their project. And so exciting times for them. I'm with you, Fabrizio. I think the chemistry is so important for Arsenal Football Club, especially with what Arteta is trying to do. He's trying to get the right personalities into that locker room. One of the players that you mentioned that they brought in is Gabriel Jesus. I mean, a top move for him personally. And I think it's a massive move for Arsenal Football Club. Four goals, three assists already since he's arrived at the club. Was there any story, any interest in parts to the story as to how Arsenal managed to convince him to go to the Gunners? Yes, it was absolutely difficult. Eh? It was not easy to, to sign Gabriel Jesus because many clubs wanted him, uh, many clubs in England especially, because we know the player wanted to change. He was out of contract with Manchester City in summer 2023, so he communicated to Man City his intention to change, to try something new. And uh, since I would say March, April, many clubs started to approach Gabriel Jesus. Uh, I can mention Tottenham, I can mention Chelsea, many clubs calling his agents, uh, discussing with his agents about this possibility. Also Paris Saint-Germain uh, had an interest in Gabriel Jesus as a possibility. So they had many conversations, but Arsenal were absolutely convinced of Gabriel as top priority. He wanted to feel as the most important player, one of the most important players in the, in the, new, in the new team. And this is what happened with Arsenal, with the whole Arsenal project, because the director, Edu, is Brazilian. They have many Brazilian players, so it was easier for them to have a conversation with the player, with his agents. Edu has been uh, at player's house many times to, to speak with him, of course, with Man City authorization and to present the project. And so I think Arsenal have been absolutely perfect on this deal, but was not an easy one because, you know, when you have the, com the competition of clubs like Chelsea, Tottenham, PSG, it's never so easy, but they've been great. Yeah, you bring up Edu, and I'm a big fan of Edu. I like the way he goes about his business. He seems like a real good guy, and you can tell that he has this chemistry with the players that he brings to the club, and also he seems like a good human being as well. That partnership with Arteta and what they're building at Arsenal behind the scenes is pretty special, but it doesn't always work out for clubs. What about Arsenal? Was there any players on the priority list that just simply did not work out, and why did those deals not work out? I mean, I can think of Yuri Tillemans and maybe Paqueta being a couple that didn't work out were they the only two or was there any more I would mention also Rafinha these are the three players uh, of course with uh, with Paqueta and with Tillemans but Paqueta was not a top priority honestly was one of the names they considered but was not a top priority for, uh, for Arsenal they were never in conversations with Lyon in negotiation with Lyon for Tillemans they had a conversation with Leicester many times but they didn't want to spend 35 million pounds 40 million pounds on a player who's available on a free in, in a few months and so this is why they decided for, for the strategy to wait a bit and maybe uh, to, to return on Tillemans with different conditions in the next months but many other clubs will be in the race uh, of course as he's not extending the contract with Leicester Rafinha was a top priority I think the biggest regret of the market for, uh, for Arsenal is Rafinha because they wanted him I mentioned the Brazilian connection with uh, Gabriel and Edu but it's the same with Rafinha Rafinha was really open to discuss with Arsenal at some point but then at the end with Barcelona were able to pay that money 55 millions for Rafinha it was only Barcelona it was his biggest dream uh, since he was a kid and so this is why it was impossible for Arsenal to compete with Barca, but they were there. They had conversations with Leeds. They had two bids, uh, official bids made to Leeds. So Rafinha was a real top target for Arsenal, but was impossible to proceed.
Wow, could you imagine Rafinha in this Arsenal lineup now? Wow, Fabrizio. <laughs> That's great. Thanks so much for sharing that information right there. It's, it's always great to get your, your information because you're just such a unique man in the footballing world. And you. now you've become such an important man in our beautiful game. Let's talk about the, the January transfer window that's coming up and, and what could potentially be a target for Arsenal. What are you hearing? What are you thinking personally that Arsenal might try to do in, the, in this upcoming window? I think they will go for the right opportunities. So Arsenal, as all the other top clubs, are waiting for the World Cup to understand if there will be some maybe new opportunity, new player available on the market, if something will change in the domain of the market in January. That is diff different market and difficult market because it's just four weeks and so the strategy has to be perfect. So they are waiting for opportunities. For the positions, I would mention the midfielder because they wanted the midfielder. Also in the final hours of the market, they tried to negotiate with uh, Aston Villa for Douglas Lewis, who is available on a free starting from January because this contract is inspiring with Aston Villa and there is no agreement to extend as of now and so Douglas Lewis could be an opportunity if not in January next, next summer on a free with many clubs in the race too but Douglas Lewis is a player that Arsenal wanted till the end of the transfer market they had three bids rejected on deadline day for Douglas Lewis and so in that position central midfielder I think they will be back on some opportunities in, in January and then the winger because we mentioned the Rafinha story but they decided as that happened with, with Vlaovic in January, no? uh, one year ago, they decided to wait and go for Gabriel Jesus because they didn't want to go for any panic buy or to waste money on players they were not trusting. And so this is why for the winker, they want to find the right player, a player that they wanted this summer, uh, but they were not 100% convinced of spending big money on him, is Modric from Shakhtar. Fantastic talent. We follow Champions League, of course, on, uh, on Kegolas, on CBS, and we know how special is this boy. Uh, but when Everton made an official bid, 30 million euros, and Shakhtar said, no way, we want more than 50 million euros, Arsenal decided to, to wait and to go for different, uh, for different plans. But Mudrik is a player they like. They had conversations with his agents many times. And so let's see if they will decide to be back on Mudrik or not. We're discussing the North London derby with the great Fabrizio Romano. We just discussed Arsenal. A lot of good points right there from Fab. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. But when we return, we'll be turning our attention to the other side of the North London derby. We'll be talking about Spurs next. Stay with us. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, you're watching Keiko Lato. It's Enjoy alongside the great, the one and only, the legendary Fabrizio Romano. Fab, thank you so much for joining us today. As we discuss the North London Derby, it's Arsenal against Tottenham Hotspur this weekend. Uh, we thought we'd open up the conversation. So if you've got a comment for Fabrizio, please let us know. I see a lot of comments about other teams. We're discussing Arsenal and Spurs right now. So if you've got a comment for either of those two clubs, throw it in and we'll get it to Fabrizio the best we possibly can. Let's talk about Dejan Kulusevski as we turn our attention to Spurs. It looks like they're very happy with his work. 
they are super happy. Uh, it was a smart signing, let me say, by Fabio Paratici, by Antonio Conte. They knew him very well because he was incredible at Parma in uh, Serie A, Atalanta, Parma, and then he joined Juventus, but he wasn't happy at Juventus. He was playing as a winger in a 4-4-2 and it's not his position. He needs to play in that position, close to the striker, and this is the perfect position for him to perform at top level. So very smart signing. Let's remind that it's a loan deal with a potential buy option at the end of the season that could become mandatory uh, buy option in, ca- in case um, Tottenham will be in Champions League next season and in case he will play a number of games this season, number of appearances with uh, with Tottenham. But what I can say is that it's 100% guaranteed that Tottenham will, will trigger the close because they want to continue with Kuluseski. Kuluseski is super happy here. There, he doesn't have an intention to go back to Juventus. And so Kuluseski will stay at Tottenham and he will be part of the future plans for the Spurs. Yeah, fantastic. What a great impact he has had at the club. But another player who's really caught my attention and also on the international stage just recently has been Richarlison. Terrific, obviously, with the two goals he scored in the Champions League. Um, Very interesting move. He also made some personal comments about other clubs that were potentially interested in acquiring him and just said, basically, that Tottenham came up with the bid and that's how the deal got done. But exactly how did the deal get done for Brazil? Let me say that I love Richarlison not just as a player but also as a guy. He's a fantastic fantastic guy, funny guy, always honest when he's speaking with, with journalists. He doesn't care and so he's always Don't fantastic. Care. Really great, great guy and great player. And say the truth because the truth is that Chelsea tried to hijack the deal. Uh, Tottenham by Senin Kuluseski. It was during the night because Richarlison was in Brazil together with his agents. He wasn't in, in Europe. He wasn't in England. He was in Brazil. And so he had a medical schedule in the morning in Brazil, so Brazilian time. And so during the European night, Chelsea tried to hijack that deal. Uh, there was also, from what I'm told, a conversation between Thiago Silva and Richarlison to try to tempt him, to persuade him to join uh, Chelsea, but at that point it was impossible because Richarlison had an agreement on the contract with, uh, with Tottenham, and as he mentioned, Tottenham uh, were really convinced. They had an agreement in principle with, uh, with Everton. They were prepared to pay what Everton wanted, and so Tottenham have been perfect with the strategy, but it's true that Chelsea tried till the end to change this, uh, this story. Also, Richarlison wanted to be respectful with, uh, with Tottenham because they were really pushing, Antonio Conte was pushing, and I personally think that he's perfect player for Antonio Conte. He's a fighter, he has quality, but he is kind of European-Brazilian player. Uh, I still remember the first time I saw him in person, it was with Watford, with Marco Silva as a manager, and I was really impressed by his performance because he doesn't seem a Brazilian player. He has quality, he has skills, but he's also a very smart player, uh, European player with, with, his, with his ideas on the pitch, and so I think he's really great signing for Tottenham. If you see him in person as well, and I was lucky to do so, he's a big boy. I mean, yes. he is a strong, strong boy as well. Keep those questions coming in. We'll get the best ones out to Fabrizio as soon as possible. We got one coming in here from Tevez. Hey, guys, thanks for being amazing once again. What is the secret deals that Tottenham attempt during the window, if any? Is there any deals, it's a great question, that we didn't necessarily hear about that Tottenham and Conte were trying to get over the line? I would mention Malinowski, Ruslan Malinowski from, from Atalanta, because we had some rumor, but it was one of the priorities for Tottenham this summer. He was one of the players they really wanted, and the player wanted the move, because Malinowski was dreaming, and he's still dreaming of Tottenham, because he's convinced that working under Conte would be perfect for him. So Malinowski was really tempted by this possibility, and Tottenham wanted to sign him, but Atalanta president, Cassi decided to keep the player. He's in love with the player. He's in love with Malinowski. So no intention to allow any loan deal with buy option because this was the proposal from Tottenham. A loan with buy option and not mandatory. So it was potentially
essentially a loan deal for Malinowski. Atalanta had no intention to allow that kind of formula, and this is why the deal collapsed. But Malinowski is one of many players they tried to sign because I think Tottenham fans now understand what I'm saying, but I'm always mentioning Fabio Paratici, the Italian director, because I know him so well since he was at Juventus, Sampdoria, many Italian clubs. And he's really obsessed with the transfer market. His style is negotiating for three, four, five players at the same time in the same position and then pick his favorite. So this is the style. And so they try for many, many players. But then at the end, they had a very good window, I think. I can't even begin to imagine what it's like for you in the transfer window. You must see deals that are just not out there, that are private deals, and you're thinking, wow, if this comes off, it's going to be pretty special for player and for club. Uh, what about Spurs' departures? Was there any big players potentially leaving the club that decided to stay in the end? Obviously, we heard rumors about Hyungman Son. Um, he's obviously staying at the club, he had a slow start, but then recently got a hat trick at the club. I mean, anything about Son or other players potentially leaving Tottenham Hotspurs, they tried to grow and build as a club under Conte? No, honestly, with, uh, with Son was never closed this summer. Uh, he never had any serious possibility to leave, but with one reason, because Daniel Levy is in love with him, Antonio Conte is in love with him, Fabio Paratic is in love with him, and he loves Tottenham. He loves the club, he loves the city, he loves the atmosphere around the team. And so Son is not desperate to leave the club and Tottenham are super happy with him. So at the moment, he's, he's a perfect situation between Son and Tottenham. And so this is why it was a, a relaxed summer for, uh, for Son. A player who had the chance to leave and was really close to, to leaving Tottenham is Brian. Hill, the Spanish winger, he had an agreement in principle with Valencia and there was an agreement between Tottenham and Valencia for a long time, it was more than two weeks, uh, everything agreed between Valencia and Tottenham for this loan deal with no buy option included so a strike loan till the end of the season but what happened is that uh, Tottenham were not able to find a replacement for him and Antonio Conte and Paratici were prepared to let him go uh, only in case they had the opportunity to find another player in that position. It was not possible. I mentioned Malinowski because he's the player they wanted, but impossible for Malinowski, impossible for Carrasco from Atletico Madrid because they were not accepting any, any loan deal. And so this is why at the end, Brian Hill uh, stayed at Tottenham and let's see what happens in January. It's Ian Joy with the one and only Fabrizio Romano. Before we move away from Tottenham Hotspur, we got to touch upon Harry Kane. I continue to get these messages and the rumors from Bayern Munich are swirling all over Germany. I read the German newspapers. Fabrizio, they won't go away. What can you say to Spurs fans out there who are worried that maybe Harry Kane might leave the club? Well, it's true that Bayern are, are obsessed with Kane in the sense that they are convinced, as we mentioned, that he's perfect player for Bayern. But I would be relaxed at the moment on Tottenham position because Harry Kane feeling about Tottenham project is completely different than one year ago. One year ago, he wanted to leave and join Man City. It didn't happen. But now there is Antonio Conte. Conte is more than a manager. Conte uh, is my favorite manager. And uh, I understand why also for many players he's super appreciated because he's giving you the mentality. He's bringing different mentality into the dressing room. It's not just what you see on the pitch. It's on the daily basis. On the training ground, what you can feel with Antonio Conte is completely different. And so Kane is super happy with Conte. Also, the Italian director, Fabio Paratici, is pushing with Kane and with his camp to extend the contract because they want Kane to be the face of Tottenham project and he's really happy with Tottenham at the moment so conversations on a new contract are not advanced yet but he knows that Tottenham want to offer him a new deal he knows that there will be conversations and so at the moment is is not a negotiation between Bayern and Tottenham let's see if Bayern will decide to go big in the next summer but at the moment the situation is still just about the interest the speculation but it's not something close or advanced I think they're going to have to at some point for Brizio. When I look at the strikers, you lose Lewandowski, you're losing a lot of goals there. So at some point, Bayern Munich, I can imagine, are going to be on your Twitter handle about making a move or interested in 
some of the top strikers. Just one more minute with the great Fabrizio Romano before we get out of here. We see all of the comments. Thank you so much for the questions that are being fired in. Let's get away from the North London derby and turn our attention to Chelsea Football Club. We're seeing a lot of rumours and there's a great question come in. I've got one question. Reports come out to, about Todd Bowley has stepped up uh, in line in front of Madrid and Liverpool for Bellingham, for Jude Bellingham, and he wants to trigger the release clause for Nkunku next season. What can you tell us about that? It's a pretty good question, Fabrizio, before we leave you. Yes, for, for Nkunku, he's a player that has always been in the list at Chelsea. Always been. He's a player that they appreciate since long time. They're following him since long time. It's true that there is a release clause for next summer. And so he extended the contract this summer with Leipzig because he knows that next summer he will have the chance to go if a top club will arrive. And so Chelsea will be there for Nkunku, but they have not decided yet if he's the player they want to sign or not. He's part of a list of players they are monitoring. But let's wait for the new director. This is a really important point to understand the next steps for, for Chelsea striker. And it will be it will be next summer. For Jude Bellingham, get ready because it's going to be many, many rumors. There are going to be many, many rumors every single week on him because it's true that Chelsea will be in the race. Real Madrid, we mentioned, they will be in the race. Liverpool will go for a top midfielder and so they will be in the race. Uh, Man United are also dreaming of Jude Bellingham and so we have to include them. Man City are always ready to go for top players and those, so they will be there. It's going to be a crazy race, but as I mentioned, nothing will be decided now or in the next few weeks. It's something that will be decided in 2023. Also because the player wants to be respectful with Borussia Dortmund, wants to focus on Borussia Dortmund and the World Cup. And so I think starting from January, February, the conversations will become concrete and we will see. Fabrizio, before I let you go, we've been discussing the North London derby. It's uh, Arsenal-Tottenham. I want your prediction before I let you go. What do you think happens in that game? Not easy, not easy, because I see a draw, but I think it's going to be a fantastic game, a 3-3, I see, you know, I, I think it's going to be a crazy, crazy game. I love both clubs, because I think they are doing great job with different kind of strategy and projects, but I think, as we discussed, they have very good feelings around the, uh, the teams, around the boards, and so I think very good moment for both of them, and I see a fantastic 3-3 game. Fabrizio, you are simply the best. Thank you so much, as always, Thank for you. joining us. Thank you. All right, thanks. Thanks to Fabrizio and thanks so much to everybody out there for listening to Keiko Lat. So please make sure you take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. We're also available as videos. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com forward slash Keiko We'll see you next time. Love you, Fab. Bye. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.